Welcome back again. Another episode of How to Make It in the Music Industry. I have a special guest. His name is Lucky Smith. He's the VP of Promotions at 24-7 Magazine, My Luck Promotions and Marketing. I've seen him put in the footwork for many records in the Midwest and have blown them up and have taken artists to a whole different level. Ladies and gentlemen, Lucky Smith, why don't you go ahead and start off telling people a little bit about your history? It's real funny because I started out in the street like, you know, pretty much everybody else. Uh, I had some little cousins that was trying to do music and they needed somebody money behind them. So, you know what I mean? So me and my brother, we started a company with, uh, with one of our cousins, you know, and we started doing it. But the wild thing behind it was, you know, we putting up all this money and not getting no dope. So, you know what I mean? We, we, we buying studios, things like that, and, and I'm not seeing where the money is going. So uh, so I just kind of got more in depth into it because I was just kind of like the, uh, the financial back. So the more I got into it, I reached out to my uncle, uh, Tommy Henderson, that was working out of face at the time. Just try to get some insights. So he had me come out to Atlanta, you know what I mean? And just kind of showed me a few things out in L.A. and ran into Eric. He was a promotional a director of promotions, No Limit. And she asked me, did I know anybody to do street promotions out in the Indianapolis, Midwest area? And I'm like, yeah, me. And I had never done no promotion, nobody. You know what I mean? But I was trying to get my holler on, so I was trying, you know, just keep the conversation going. So she ended up hiring me, giving me the job. Back in the day, there was a distributing company called Art Distribution. Judy Jones was, was the head person over there. So I ended up connecting with Judy. And, you know, and she was running a lot of the street campaigns. So, you know, she kind of brought me up under her her wing. Judy Jones is probably, she's a, she's a legend in her own right. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of the big artists to date, their careers is because of Judy Jones. She was the pipeline to the Midwest. You know what I mean? Because art distribution was was, was like the, the major distribution company for all independent records. You know, they, they was like the selecto hit for the Midwest. And, uh, you know, so like I say, so she was a runner. So a lot of the artists came through her. And then she uh, branched out to all of us in our in our respected and uh you know and we had we we we, we kind of formed a Voltron because you know we we had we had King Dorian you know down in Louisville uh Jamar was in Cincinnati I had Indianapolis Khalid up in uh Detroit we had X in, in Cleveland and uh we had Brian in, in Milwaukee Randall over in St. Louis we we had the whole Midwest on lock so we, so you you messed with Judy you you had the whole Midwest so, you know what I mean and, and it just kind of went from there you know so no limit no limit was my my was my biggest race with that and I'm, you know, not what I'm probably what twenty something plaques in the number two selling market for No Limit. And you had to think about that that long history of working with No, no Limit and all the records they put out. And think about Little Indianapolis being the number two market. You know, and we competing with Chicago, Cleveland, and you know, and all the other markets out of the Midwest. This is very important because this is designed for people who really want to get into the music industry. And like you said, something that was very important in the beginning. You said you were putting a lot of money into this, and you were not getting the results that you wanted. And I see that key keeps happening over and over again with new and independent artists. And that's why I wanted to get you on so you can explain why street promotions is very crucial to your success as an artist. You got to understand one thing for sure. This this is a big thing. And being an independent artist, you know, you have to think like you are major. And the majors have different components to help push a situation. And marketing is one of them. You know what I mean? Any, anything that you, any business that you win, you have to have some type of market. It, you, you can't, there's no way around it. You got McDonald's 
Wells and Burger King, they spend billions on marketing and their franchise name. So as an independent artist, with nobody knowing you, what makes you think that you're going to come into the game and not market and you just going and you just going to pop? You know what I mean, and then the thing is, you can't just go into different markets and think you're going to pop unless you know somebody that's in that market, know what works in that market, and can tell you how to make it pop in that market. For a new artist, what is your definition of marketing, though? Back then, you had you had your flyers, you had your vinyl, you had your posters, uh, you know, T-shirts and all that. Now, the game is a little different, you know what I mean? So now, you know, everybody thinking if the internet is the way to go. Yeah, it is the way to go, but you still need boots on the ground. You still need to have, you, if not some flyers, like the regular flyer, you need some flyers or little business cards, some uh, QR codes with people in, or, or get you some thumb drives, get out here and hit it like, like people was pushing CDs back in the day, uh, you know what I mean? Or, or get out here with, with the, uh, with your, with, if you got an iPhone, you know, go into large crowds and, and airdrop your, your record to your phone. It's like, you got you got to be creative with, with different things because it's now everybody is an artist. DJs are artists, record store owners are artists, artists got artists, the cook at McDonald's is an artist. It's like the competition is so strong. Every, and social media then made it so open to where any and everybody can put their stuff out there. So you got to think about what what are you going to do to uh, to stand out above everybody else? And that old, that old saying is, is still true. You got you got to spend money to make money. You know what I mean? You can think you're going to go out here and not spend no money and, and, and you're going to make it pop. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, and social media is set up to make money. So when you think you out here and you're claiming that you, yeah, I got it on my social media page and I'm just going to push it on there. It's not being seen unless you're spending some real money. And I ain't talking about no $100. You got to be spending some real money for, for you to get around those barriers to where a lot of people are seeing that stuff. You know, and a lot of cats just don't understand it. And the analytics is, is crazy and, and, they, and they still control all of it. When you say real money for an independent artist, what do you consider some real money in spending? Is that for an album? Is that for a single? I would say for a single as an independent artist, you, you need you need to budget somewhere around a minimum of 10000 and a high end of 30000 and get and, and what you focus on a triangle. You know, don't try to bite off more than you can chew. You get you, you get you three cities that's in a triangular area and, and you just work those three cities. You, you look at look at your situation and depending on where you at, I would say like if you if, in a, if you from Indianapolis, focus on like Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Louisville. That's your triangle. Uh, if you if you down in Atlanta, you know maybe you do uh, Atlanta, Birmingham, and Memphis. You got to be realistic on your ability to move around and get into those markets. So that that depends on how you how you structure your triangle. Now if you get if you get popular in those three cities, that means you got some money coming in. So then you pick three more cities. You work those three cities, until, and you know, and now you're gonna have your rectangle, and then you just and you just keep going and building. Because eventually, once once you get to a nice circular area, people gonna know you out there. It's gonna spread a lot more, and then them labels gonna come with that with that check and try to grab. You. You've been around for a long time. You know the movers and shakers in different markets. You're going to be able to get through doors that a new person wouldn't be able to get through, or is gonna take them time to get through. Am I right when I say that? Everything is relationship, and if you if you come into a market and you don't know nobody, you trying to go in there and trying to get something done. One, you are gonna get spent, and two, you are gonna get charged up the, to the highest level. But if you know you get somebody like I say with boots on the ground and they got the relationship with those people, they can go in there and tell them, hey, you know this this you know somebody I'm bringing in, you know this is what I this is what I'm working with, this, you know this is what's gonna, what's gonna be spent, take it or leave it. And nine times out of ten, that relationship is gonna be like, all right, you know what I mean, cool, you know, get run run that. Or they or they may be able to come in and, and get this stuff done for free, you know what I mean. But that's that's just you know that's the respect of that relationship and them people that you that you're dealing with in that market. But but you know you can't I don't care what market it is, you can't, can't be no virgin going into somebody's market thinking you about to make some noise unless you know somebody. Somebody that is somebody. It's one thing to know somebody in the market, but if that but if that person you know in the market ain't in the in crowd, yeah. just just know somebody in that city. If you're just tuning in, it's Lucky Smith, VP of Promotions of Twenty Four Seven Magazine. <laughs> VP 
here, DJs United yep. Global and CEO of Just My Luck Promotions and Marketing. What questions should a new person be asking a street promoter when it comes to promotion? A lot of artists don't even know what their record. They don't know their target market for their record. So, so a lot of them just out here and just you know going with what people tell you. me. I, I try to tell people from the beginning. Let 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 me hear the record first because I don't even I can't even promote your project unless I know what you get to offer. That way we can build a campaign that's strictly for your record. You know what I mean? You can't because every record can't be marketed the same way. You're not gonna get the same crowd. You're not gonna get the same fan. You know every situation different. Every artist different. You know what I mean? That's because that artist sound like that other artist and got a song similar to the other artist. It's still a difference where you may have to market it. Yeah, you may get that same crowd, but you may have to pitch yours a little bit different because because that 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 artist prior to you may have got on in a in a way that was unorthodox. So you know, it, no situation is the same, and that's a, that's the question a lot of artists on the ad. You know, it's, it's how what's the best way to push my record? You know what I mean? Because that's what it breaks down to is your record. What foundation do people already need in place before they even come to you? Because a lot of times artists are just that artists, and they want to take it to the next level, but a lot of times they don't have that team to set them up. Yeah, you know, that, that's something that, you know, our company does do that as well. It ain't something that we like as much now because, you know, artists don't seem to listen, and they don't understand what you're doing for them, so they don't want to pay the money that you charge to do these type of services. We prefer you to come with your stuff packaged, ready to go. Now, all we got to do is, is put your campaign together to get it heard. On average, how long does it take to break a record in, let's say, the three-state tri-area? I I say I always base your project on a, on a, a 90 to 120 day situation because especially depending on your budget because if you don't have a real budget to cover all angles at one time it's like you got you got to spread it out you know what I mean and and and, and most of the times it takes 60 days you know just for DJs even to re- even listen to your work you know what I mean so I mean and, and that's to give it a real good listen and you understand know they get they getting a lot of a record you know so that means you put in that foot that footwork on the ground to where now they seeing you so they so now they're going back and actually check for the record. What do you so mean you, it takes so 60 days like, for them to even listen to a record? You can send a DJ a record and, like, say, say you send it to them in, 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 in January. Now, you got to understand, they probably got 300 records in January. And as a DJ, you, you only want to play what people request because at the end of the day, that, that's your job depending on. And nowadays, DJs, a lot of DJs ain't in the business of breaking records. They in the business of playing what's hot that the people want to hear. So you got to get out here and, 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 and get them a reason to even go back and listen to your record. If it ain't one of the records that just it's just an automatic hit. You got to work it into their ear to where they're hearing it and hearing people talk about it and listening and asking about it to where now they, they got to go back, hey, let, maybe I need to take their record uh, and give it another list. But it's going to take you at least, like you say, 60 days, put some boots on the ground and get it out there and work it to where, you know, you you start getting it to resonate a buzz to get to, get to the deal. I often hear artists say, I blasted my record out or I paid a service that blasted it out to like 80,000 DJs across the country. I'm good. We do the blast thing too. We have a thirty percent open rate, you know, and, and and I think I think that's pretty good. We we service we service sixty thousand people doing a blast, and with a thirty percent open rate, you know, I, mean, I you know I know a lot of I know a lot of people that blast way more than that, and they got maybe a five or ten percent open. So you know, I mean, and it's like yeah, that don't mean it's getting listened. That's a that's, that's two that's a difference. That's a big difference. Being blast and being listened are two different things. So you know, even though you got it blast, okay, it's blast. That that means that just I don't think that means is that it will service to those DJs. Now you still got to do their footwork to get it to where them DJs are checking and want to go back and listen because just like you paid to get blast, there's 500 other artists that have been paid to get blast. And, you know, and, and these DJs are getting blast from, from 10, 20 different companies. Think about it. If you look at your, if you look in your local market, if you think about all the artists you're competing with in your local market. Now, multiply that times 50 because you can, you, you're no longer competing with just your local market. Nowadays, you can, you can 
competing globally. You got to work. Just, so just getting in blast ain't enough. You got to put that work. Lucky, explain to people why they have a hard time getting their record played in clubs with the DJs. Lucky, logically thinking as an artist, they may ask, isn't it the DJ's responsibility to break new music? No, no, that, that, that's technically, that's not their job. Their, their job is to, to keep the, the crowd engaged when, when you're in the club. Because at the end of the day, if they don't keep that dance floor filled, then, then the club owner ain't likely to bring them back. You know what I mean? Because their, their thing is, is to keep the people in the door and keep them entertained so they go spend money and buy alcohol. So you, them playing your record has nothing to do with nothing. And especially if people that they're playing it for don't know your record. Now, if you got a DJ that, that, that believes in playing new records and giving it a chance, that's a plus for you. You know, back in the day, you know, DJs used to play records and they used to say, yeah, you know, new record about something. DJs ain't doing that no more. They just playing records. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you can go in there and you can get it played, but what what else are you doing to make people remember your name, remember that record? You know, you got, even with that, you got to go in there with a, with a, with a marketing concept that's going to work. And that's that's just like artists paying, paying to open up, you know, in some of these club shows. It's like they pay all that money, open up for these artists, and by remembers you. You went up there and performed 20 songs. Nobody know what your single is. Nobody know what your name is. You didn't do nothing spectacular to what they're going to remember you. Like, okay. So you're telling me it doesn't make sense if I'm a new artist to open up for somebody? If, if I'm a, if I'm a new artist, before before I pay a thousand dollars to go and open up for artists, I take that thousand dollars and go open up the bar and have that DJ yelling my name. You know, the bar is open for for this next hour. All drinks on 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 lunch for that whole hour. You got a whole hour that DJ yelling your name. Talking about the bars open. You know, you talked about your budget could be for a single ten to thirty thousand dollars. If you're on a low end, you want to be strategic and smart with how you spend your money so you can get the most out of it, right? Oh yeah, most definitely. You can push a, a record on a McDonald's budget. You just got to be smart. Give me some examples of where artists fail. You know, a lot of artists, you know, you, you, you getting hit up in your DMs from people talking about, you know, I do all this different service and that. And you go to their page. They have no track worker. They have nobody co-sign them. They have nobody that, that's in the industry that's on their page and nothing like that. And you send your money to them and then you don't get nothing done. It's like this this industry is only so big. You know what I mean? You, the people that's really in this business, you're going to run across them a, a lot, especially if you out here moving around. Because this industry is only so big, you know, and it's like that. That, that, that social media, that is the biggest thing around day because people are doing everything over their computer and, and, and haven't even put eyes on the person they send the money to, haven't even talked to them. You just got to is doing DMs and then you and then you send it out money. But it says he's a president. Oh, I seen a dude that, that was, he was, he was saying he was an A&R at, at uh, Def Jam and he was doing listening sessions and it's like, I seen so many artists on his page and you know what I mean? And they, and, and, you know, the DMs and, and, and the comments, you know, everybody like, you know, what's your email, what's your cash app? And these cats are sending this dude money and I'm like I go to his I go to his page and then I go to Def Jam I look him up I call Def Jam you know me to, to verify him, and nobody know who the dude is but but these artists no one no one even cared to ask you know me to, or do some research but they just sending money to the dude because it's like you don't understand anybody can get a Def Jam jacket and put it on like you know you gotta understand you gotta you gotta, you gotta do some research you gotta do your background check and even even if you trying to do small market you know, call into that market at the radio station you know ask some of the people they know you know I me mean? hit up hit up some of the DJs in that market you know do you know this guy? You know, don't don't just don't just hire somebody because they say they do something. You know, check and see if they, they certify. You said something earlier. You said it's a small market, small world when it comes to this music. Because and this is what a lot of people don't pay attention to. You think of how many artists are out here, and like I say, there's fifty there's fifty states in, in the world. How many artists are out here? And now think about how many major artists are you seeing in the spotlight? You know, you got maybe ten artists. You know, then you, and then you got your, your second.
second tier where where you got where you may have fifty, and then you get your third level where you where you got the ones that just just getting some money, and then you got a gang of bottom ain't nobody heard of, don't nobody know nothing about them. They, they spending all this money, you know. So it's like you got to understand that this game is a big industry, but a small world because a lot of those people that's, that's pushing the buttons and making it happen for those first three tiers are the same people, and you're gonna see them constantly in the, in this industry, and they have a unit in which they use in in different markets to keep things moving for them. It's a big industry, but it's a small world. You know what I mean? And a lot, and a lot of these people all know each other. It ain't like you can get around it. If, if, if a person really in it, people gonna know them. It ain't gonna be too many people that you gonna you can run across it. And even in different markets, you can be able to like, hey, you know what I mean? You know such and such. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's that's the homie from, from India. Like like with me. You know what I mean? I remember I was the only guy from Indianapolis that was in these streets. When people mentioned Indianapolis, the first thing they said was luck because I was the only person they knew from Indianapolis that was in, in, this, in the game. All right, so I get it. It's about being in relationships, networking, and if certain people have regions on lock, can they blackball you from really making it in the industry? It's kind of harder to actually blackball somebody because you can still get some money through the internet as a whole, but you just won't be able to get to that premier level. But like I say, the game is so small. So if somebody really wanted to, to put their foot on your neck, they, they can. They can apply that pressure. Very helpful information on how to make it in the music industry. Well, Jeff, Jeff, appreciate you having me. If you want to reach me, my Instagram is at lucky7467. I hope you found this information to be helpful. That'll wrap it up for this episode of How to Make It in the Music Industry.